As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Career Paths by InfoNet. I'm your host, Victor Boudreaux. With me, always the infamous troublemaker, Brian King. Hi. Hey, how you doing? Good. Hey. What's up? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Our guest today is Mr. BJ Bell. Hey, BJ, what's up, man? What's going on, guys? It's been a while. I get to see your smiling face. We've talked. We've had uh, text over the years. It's been a while. How many years has it been since you were in Spokane? Ooh, I want to say has it been... Wow. Three years now? Yeah, it's got to be at least. Yes, yeah, it's got to be three be years now. Yeah. Um. So, how's life going? What's new? What's exciting? And you're you're keeping busy these days? Yeah. No. Uh, I stay busy with work. I, I I do new home development. So I work for you know uh, Richmond American Homes. So I've been building just houses and you know is the market a lot crazy of track where, homes. <laughs> is the market crazy where you're at? It's yeah, so actually, there. I just sold my house. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I just sold my house, and it was it's it's pretty crazy. And Vegas is booming. More and more people are buying and buying out here, and it's just it's crazy to see how much everything has risen. Oh, and there's no houses out there for people, and we build them, and they're sold like this. Oh yeah, the same yeah. thing up here. Yeah, up here in the Coeur d'Alene, Spokane, Coeur d'Alene area. Standpoint, it's the same thing up here. Um, we'll back up. Give us a little background on yourself. You're married. Yes, I am married. Um, no children yet. No children yet. None yeah. at all. Um, I'm from, uh, Orange County, California. I went to school here in Vegas. So I ended up coming back to my roots, <laughs> went and played football at UNLV. And then I also played, I came out to Spokane and try and played with my brother a little bit. Yep. Spoken. And then I played in Germany, Finland. Yes, and touch on that. Yeah, I was playing out in Europe, and then came back, and you know, I played for LA Kiss. <laughs> that yes. was a, that yeah. was a wild ride. <laughs> yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Well, that's yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah. I know you, you and your brother both did. Yep, that's right. 
Yeah. And now I got into home building. I, once I was done with football back in 2015. Yeah. And here you are. Now I coach high school football too. So you, know, you get to mentor and, and give it your experience because, and you have plenty of life experience to go along with the, uh, not just on field experience. Yeah. Life experience. And I get to share all my knowledge of football with yeah. uh, these young kids growing up these days. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So how did you be- become interested in getting into building? I mean, we'll so it's the actually football part later, but yeah, it was, it's yeah, actually pretty funny. Um, my wife, she's an escrow officer. So she does, she's been in the like new home development and she's in the home building. Like she works with realtors as well as um, like new home developers. And then I got done playing football when I was done playing football with my career. Uh, her boss was like, Hey, have you ever thought about construction and new home development? And I've always worked construction. Like I worked uh, underground construction part-time when I was in between football and stuff, you know, just to make some money. Yep. And I said, I don't really know anything about home building, but he's like, let's give it a shot. Come on out. <laughs> <Give you a shot." laughs> you know, and, uh, and, you know, and haven't looked back since then, it, you know, just stuck. <laughs> so uh, did someone like inspire you or guide you through gentleman you were just talking about getting right? into the whole home building you know you know ryan uh, it's funny that you say that um so i when i used to do underground when i was like uh back uh younger uh my friends one of my best friends who i played football with and we grew up together his dad ran his own company and we used to do the underground for like the sewer lines the water lines putting in uh fire hydrants and stuff like that yes. for these new home developments before they build on them. So it was just open land and we put the sewer systems on and I talked to him about it and he was like, you know what? He's like, he's like, give it a shot. He's like, you might even like it. He's like, it's less labor for you. Less labor. <laughs> All I do is pointing fingers and telling people what to do. But, <laughs> but yeah, he was telling me it's less labor intensive. And, and so I went for it, you know, I, just wanted to try it out and it seemed pretty cool. <laughs> so what were some of the, the steps that you took to get into it and then to move forward with that career? So the first step I took, because I didn't know anything, I started out as labor and I thought, man, going back into labor, am I, I'm going to have to pick things up, carry things around. But most of the time I was uh, shadowing the, assistant superintendents and the superintendents and so i was learning what they were doing seeing how you know what to look for in houses like is the windows are those squared you know are they are the baseboard bows out um i also moved like you know brought sinks in for like the plumbers when they're setting up sinks uh you know made sure to learn to read uh maps or not maps plot plans and plans and they're teaching me like, hey, like this is something that you wanna look for. Hey, this is something that's not supposed to look right. And, you know, they're just training me for the eye, the eye of building, when sure. you're building new homes. And, you know, it took a long time for me to get the eye, but now <laughs> I feel like I got the eye, I got part of the eye, but there's still stuff I need to learn, but sure, we all do. I have a better idea of what's going on. Right. And uh, that was the more, what I started out doing. So and just learning how to manage uh, a group of people, like I have to learn, I have to get 
probably 60 different trades and get everyone to work together mm-hmm. and figure out the same plan, how to, you know, Hey, this is the house, this is what we're building and how to get them to all work together. Because sometimes the trim guys who are doing like the uh, door frames, they don't like working with the flooring guys. Right. And yep. the flooring guys don't like working with the cabinet guys. And they're like, we were in here first. And you know, it's, <laughs> You're glorified babysitter. <laughs> and the electricians don't like working with anyone. Anybody. Yep. <laughs> electricians hate everybody. <laughs> Ryan's dealt with this stuff. So yeah. Across the board, I think. Yeah. No, it's, it's what like, state you're in. Electricians <laughs> hate everyone. <laughs> they they don't want to deal with anybody. They're like, hey, we're doing our own thing. And okay. they they go and put holes in everybody's houses. <laughs> yep. Did you, have, like, any fix. <laughs> you have any formal uh, training on this or you just by being on the job training on it? Uh, and did well, you have so I started out on the job training, yep. nothing really formal until, you know, I had to get, uh, OSHA certified. And that's when I felt like, uh, I feel like I learned more with OSHA, mm. you know, for safety and what to look for and, you know, figure out who's being safe and who's not being safe. So I feel how like long, that's where most of my training came from. How long were you into doing what you're doing until you did that training? Like, uh, so I was doing, I had to get my OSHA, like, 10 hours first so it usually goes with osha 10 hours first when you first work in any construction out in california mm-hmm. you have to get an osha 10 and that's 10 hours of training okay just telling you about stuff but right and then when i moved out uh out of orange county and i became like a assistant superintendent and superintendent you had to get your osha 30 and you had to do 30 hours worth of like sitting in a classroom right. and learning everything and learning from them and people who done my job before me. Yes. That's pretty much my training. From what right. I from my so what, what would you say some of your, the, the worst part of that OSHA training 10, 30, and what was the best part of that? And what advice would you give to anybody that's looking to do that stuff? I tell everyone do get your OSHA training hundred percent to get a 30. It's easier than doing a 10 because when you do a 10, you got to get a 30, just go for the 30 straight out. <laughs> Cause you cut everything from behind and that way you don't have to like take one step and then the next one. But, um, what I'll tell anybody doing it, you guys, um, be sure to pay attention. It's, it's a lot of information. I know it can be boring sometimes cause you're sitting in a class for eight hours or sitting on a computer for eight hours, but pay attention. You know, you can, you'll end up saving someone's life before you even know it. You know, it's very important and soak it in as much as you can with a sponge, like a sponge. Right. So what are some of the things they teach you in that type of class? So uh, in those classes uh, they teach you uh, safety uh, mainly is safety, but like fall resistance, like we're out here. If anybody is above six feet, and they have to be uh, strapped in. So they have to have a harness on and they have to have their harness strapped in on like a roof or something that is about, I want to say another three feet higher than them. Okay. So if you do fall, uh, it'll catch you. Um, also, you know, ladder safety, um, electrical safety, you know, when people, you know, when some electricians, some of those guys, some of those guys who are doing flooring, they'll, <laughs> they'll plug into a two prong without the ground wire sticking out and you know that's not safe. <laughs> but um yeah, electricity safety, uh just overall like health. A big thing is out here in Nevada is heat. 
Mm. So you got to watch for heat, like people having heat strokes. Yep. You know, you got to make sure you have water stations on your job. Or if they don't have water stations on their job, make sure their bosses, whoever the trades are, their bosses are putting a water station. And we have to make sure people stay hydrated because I've seen a lot of people fall out. You know, it gets 114 out here and you're in a, a house what's insulated but no AC. Yeah. <laughs> that house is that house is even getting hotter. <laughs> so after the process, but you're already working. So it really was a process going from the school training because you're already on it, but you attended that, then you progressed correct yeah i progressed and then everything's just hands-on hmm. yeah so what's a typical day like your task hours for a superintendent right a superintendent yeah. <laughs> so um usually for a superintendent well, three hours and then you disappear go home and i wish <laughs> <laughs> that's what everyone usually, so usually uh you'd wake up in the morning uh get on the job site from like six or six thirty uh you walk all your houses, make sure all your homes, you open them all up to make sure everyone can get inside to get those ready. As walking through those houses, you wanna uh, make sure you walk through each house, make a list of all your information that you need. So like say electrician was supposed to be in there and they were supposed to put up all the like outlets and switches and they didn't do it the day before, you wanna get on the phone and be like, hey, where you guys at? You're supposed to be here. Making sure everyone is on your schedule Right. You want to call everyone and follow up with everyone on your schedule. So you go through each houses. Most of the time uh, you're holding about from 20 to 30 houses on your own, making sure from the ground up from, you know, foundation all the way up to the finishing and all the little small details of, you know, the drywall needs to be uh, straight. You know, you got, um, you know, the outlets are crooked, even like small minute details. You know, you want to you want to follow up with everybody and uh, just make sure everyone's there and getting the job done correctly. So you'll go from six. I usually finish around four thirty five and then go home. <laughs> so are you also like the final inspector at the end of each house? Uh, so usually someone else that goes through final product. I have to look it over, but you do have the city inspector that usually comes okay. in and the city okay. inspector comes in and he'll make sure. You know, everything's working correctly. You know, your lights are working, your fart fans in the bathroom. Those are running. Uh, you know, fart fans are a little fun thing we like to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as well as, you know, plumbing's working. They want to inspect everything to make sure before they give you a, a, finding building, a final building final, they want to make sure all that is looking great. And, you know, you present. And then number one thing is cleanliness. Oh, yeah. Make sure your home's clean. So when you present it to the homeowner, they're excited and they're happy to be there. Right. Yeah. And what's your biggest dislike about your day and your biggest like? Uh, dealing with all the trades. Like I said, you're a glorified babysitter trying to get everyone to work together. I hate it. Like I want it to happen. I wish everyone would just shut up and work together. <laughs> but <laughs> why would we need you then? I know. Right. But everyone. <laughs> It's like dealing with, like you're dealing with all the kids on the playground. And you're like, hey, we're all going to be doing this together. Let's get it done. And then you got like the other kids are like, nah, I don't want to work with him. I don't want to work with him. You guys are adults. <laughs> Figure it out. You don't need me. And another thing I really hate is uh, parking control. So like most people park out in front of the houses and like because they're working on those houses. And then all of a sudden you got 
uh, cement truck or someone, they're like, hey, tell that truck to move or tell this person to move. And then they're like, I got to track the person down just to tell them, hey, can you move your truck? Right. Like, you can do this yourself and just ask, you know, <laughs> but. Yeah. I've, but, um, I've done, I've, with the trade that I did with new homes, uh, I worked for a buddy doing landscape sprinkler stuff. So I'm aware of all the, all of this. I've not oh, only yeah. applied, but installed. So yeah, good times. Yeah, no, but I'll tell you this. The best thing I love about my job is seeing homeowners uh, being excited to get their new home. When they get, when you go in, you know, there's usually, you know, no house is perfect. No house is ever perfect. And it's the most realistic thing, but going in and from them seeing it, from it just being a dirt patch on the ground to yep. what, is right there that's probably the most fulfilling thing because people are excited and knowing like hey i was able to bring this happiness and make a home for these people yeah. and now they got a home to live in do you have to are you the contact point after the fact if there's an issue that i am i am so um with customer service that's the biggest thing and yeah. being a point of cu customer service usually there's a customer service team but uh everyone always has my phone number Everyone has everything. Yeah. Uh, main thing about customer service, we uh, we want to take care of the homeowner. We want to figure out what's going on, make sure it falls under warranty or, you know, and get the job done. Just yep. get the job done. Yeah. I just wonder if you're the contact point. And obviously it is. Yeah. But most people aren't. <laughs> most people in my job, like when, I, when I'm a super, they're not. But most of the time, uh, you have a customer service team and the customer service team takes care of it. Right. So what would you say the biggest misconception the general public has about you in your position and how do you think you could change it? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> You're welcome. That's a great question. <laughs> uh, biggest misconception. Good job. You just came up with that. Off the that's, a, that's a good question. Um, that I physically built the house, but uh, I was managing it. Right. But, um, I know that. You don't know how to build a house. No, people think that the way their house looks in the beginning, that it's not going to always look like that. You know, that's the biggest misconception. People think I bought a brand new home. All these things shouldn't be falling apart or, you know, cracking. Drywall shouldn't be cracking. Things shouldn't be splitting around my window frame. It shouldn't be splitting. My floor grout shouldn't be splitting. But when it really comes down to it, you got to think of your, your a brand new home is a living, breathing entity. For the next five years, everyone's used to living in a home that been has gone through its cycles. You know, it goes through the cycles. It expands and contracts, expands and contracts, and the wood's trying to get settled and it's going through the season as well as the cabinets. Yeah. But a lot of people don't realize your home has to do that for the next five years before. You don't have to worry about anything cracking or anything falling apart or anything like that. That's you know, you grew up in your parents' home and you lived in this house and this house was like, it was a perfect little home and it was great and nothing was falling apart and nothing, you know, now and then no normal homeowner maintenance, but nothing was falling apart. A lot of people don't realize the first couple of years, you're, you're making sure your home, whatever falls apart, that thing's going to get fixed and you got to take care of it and maintain it. Right. That's a, that's the that's the big misconception people get. They think this home came out like this. It should stay like this. It should be perfect. But huh. no, there's nothing perfect in life. 
in all honesty, is not right. Good. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, in our our master bathroom. <clears throat> you have a newer how yeah. old your how old is house you live? Our house is I think six years old. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's still, you know, the master bathroom. One of the walls is an outside wall. Well, mm-hmm. once a year, because of the temperature change, yep. We have one of the shower rods, it's just pressure, it falls down. Yeah. Because the wall was contracted enough that it gave it mm-hmm. enough slack. Shower rod falls down. So yeah. once a year, I got to reattach it. You got to you got to spread it out a little wall. wider, right? Yeah. <laughs> but that's normal. That's all normal stuff. And people don't realize they're like, it's, this shouldn't be happening. But yes, it's going to happen. Yeah. Like it's it's uh, inevitable. So how do you how do you educate the how do you edu- educate new homeowners in that situation? So usually you walk a house and do a new orientation, new home orientation. Usually it's a lot of info. We give you a lot of information, like with sure. paperwork and oh, yeah. to tell you what you're going to expect. Like, for instance, out here in Nevada, uh, we have alkaline in our water. Like it's alkaline as well as uh, some other stuff. <laughs> and it eats, it eats block walls, like concrete block walls. It eats it like after 10 years, it'll eat it wow. all the way down. And like these things are ready to crumble. Wow. Okay. And you know, trying to tell people like, Hey, this is what's going to happen because, you know, the alkaline in the soil, the alkaline in the water, yeah. everything happening. And it's all getting right here. It's going to corrode your wall and your wall is going to start falling apart. And people think, and like, even on the side of the house, like you'll get uh, out here, if you get pavers, a lot of people in Nevada do pavers, mm-hmm. you'll see all the white. It looks like white, like someone threw a flower all over the the concrete and all over the floor. Really? That's just the, you know, alkaline and the calcium and the water right. and all this stuff. Right. And it's huh. harsh water out here. <laughs> Obviously. Huh. Yeah. So the houses you guys build, are they flock houses or are they stick framed or? It's about stick frame. They're stick frame mostly. Okay. You know, foundation and then frame up. Yeah. And drywall and everything, all the fun stuff. But we use a lot of stucco out here in Nevada. I know you guys use like siding and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Washington. Yeah. 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 Most of your houses are siding. You know, you get a little insulation, some siding, slap it on. It's all nice, you know? Yeah. Are you jealous? <laughs> I am. <laughs> it's a lot easier to deal with. I'll tell you two things I can guarantee you out here in Nevada. Concrete's going to crack and it will always crack. <laughs> you know, your uh, stucco is going to crack and your concrete's going to so crack. So why don't they change that? Because it, nothing else can handle the heat. Oh, oh okay. The, vi- the siding and stuff. That, okay. Yeah. Like uh, if we put siding on it, siding. some houses oh, get siding. Oh, oh yeah. That some of the siding falls off after a while because or yeah. okay. the sun will hit it and it'll yeah. bake it after three years. It just okay. All right, makes sense. Thank you. I didn't yeah, know. No worries. It's okay. That's <laughs> why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Educate the handicapped. <laughs> just for you. Don't need it. Don't need any specifics. specifics yeah. Yeah. But money. You know your income benefits. Four hundred one k healthcare. Doing what you're doing. Is that yeah? Is, so. Building with um, building with obviously it's with new home development. If you start out as an assistant, uh, most of the time I'll tell you like when I first started because I worked in California, you're yeah. looking at about forty eight to sixty in California, and then um, when you're a superintendent, you're looking at uh, seventy to a hundred and something, 
it all varies depending on the company. Sure. But uh, you do usually get good health care. You get 401k. You know, you can set up for your retirement. Also, um, you know, you get vision, dental, you know, you get everything you need. As well as, you know, with my company, great thing about it is they also give you like you can purchase like legal and they always give you uh, ADA, accidental death, and uh, they always match your 401k. Most companies who do new home development, they match your 401k pretty good. Nice. Hmm. You know, three or four percent. Yeah. So it's quite nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you can make you can make you don't even have to go to college to be a superintendent. Most guys I know. Most guys make more money than me, and they're absolute badasses <laughs> with building homes, right. and they barely graduated high school. Well, but, yeah, sometimes you don't need to. Uh, we we discussed this on, on a regular occasion. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to be a college-educated person to do certain careers or jobs, and no. Ryan and I are both not college-educated, and yet we followed our careers, and we're surviving. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome, you know? I'll tell you this nowadays, like my generation, because, you know, we're I'm like the millennial at the end. <laughs> Thirty four. I'm, a, you know, millennial. But um, college degrees don't matter anymore. After me, like no one cares anymore. <laughs> so I, like, I, I think I think it's still taught, but it's not as it's changing. It's changing. It's definitely, in the last. That mentality is definitely changing. Yeah. Cause I know so many people we've, yeah. we've interviewed so many people had guests on that. Um, yeah. The college thing you got, that's what they, and we're going to go uh, conspiracy, but you're taught, go to, go to school, graduate, go to college, get your, get your degree, get a job, 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 job until you die. And uh, it's not always that way. So, and school yeah. at college used to be for education. And my personal opinion is not so much for education it's for um, financial means and it's not it for is. students. So yeah. 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 Now, honestly, I I probably if I didn't play football, I probably would have never gone to college. Right. Oh, like guarantee. Like if I didn't play football, the only reason I played football and went to college is because of football. Exactly. Yeah, I was lucky enough and blessed enough to do that. So let's talk more about that hey, football. The football. Yeah. 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 We've we've hit your career, what you're doing now, but we want to touch on because you you had a passion. You and your brother had passion for football, and I know that's how I met you years yep. ago. And uh, you played for L- uh, Las Vegas College. Yeah, L- you know V. Thank you. That's what I was going for. Come on, <laughs> I got you, buddy. <laughs> work with me. Work with me. So how, you you were, were how long were you there? So I was there for three years. Okay. What position? Uh, I played defensive end. Did you like that position? I did. I did a lot. <laughs> Who who wouldn't like uh, hitting quarterbacks and running backs? That's yeah. Just clarifying this, I just and then, <laughs> so then after that you went. It, what was the transition? Because I what I remember our conversations. You ended up uh, obviously most guys want to try to go to the uh, NFL, but some things yeah. don't work out. Did you after that? Is that when you went overseas? Yeah. So right out of college in 2012, you know, I, I wanted to go play in the NFL. That didn't work out. Yeah. So I ended up uh, going to Germany. Yeah, and I played. I played in Berlin back in 2012. I got a phone call, and they're like, "Hey, you want to come out to Germany?" I was like, "Never been. Why not?" <laughs> and I flew. I it was funny because I flew out that very next week. Wow! I flew out to Berlin, Germany, and this team called Berlin Adler. So Berlin Eagles, Adler's just Eagles. 
Uh, I came out there and it was like uh, the day before my birthday. I got out to Berlin. Uh, I'll never forget. I flew in. I was so tired and jet lag. And I was like, oh, man. And it was a Friday night. I got in and I was like, okay, I'm going to go lay down. And then I woke up and they're like, oh, we got a football game tomorrow. You ready to play? And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we got a football game. And I was like, okay, cool. And so we, uh, we took a bus ride to Dusseldorf, Germany. And that was about six hours. Wow. Oh, and it was the day on my birthday. And I just barely met these guys. Yeah. And I'm like, Hey guys, like, and they're like, all, I'm all talking to the guys, and I got to learn uh, learn about them, and got yes, uh, read the drive. playbook while I was on the bus and driving out to Dusseldorf. Wow! And I came out there, and uh, you know, I had a great game. I ended up, uh, <laughs> I had like uh, six tackles for loss and four sacks. And, wow, that's a good game. Yeah, <laughs> but I was so tired, I was dead to the world. I'll tell you that. Yeah. yeah. You think? So, are the rules in that? a lot different in Germany so, than they are here? Or? No, actually the rules in, uh, in Germany are the same as uh, college football. No, that makes oh, it okay. easy. Huh? Yeah. So they made it easy. So it was just the rules in Germany are the same rules of college football. Nice. Yeah. So um, it wasn't like NFL Europe, but it was just uh, club teams out there. So there's yeah. about 93 teams out in Europe. Oh. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, I remember talking. I, I remember you sharing that with me when we shortly after we, we met years ago and that I was blown away because I didn't know all this stuff. So I appreciate Yeah, it. there's there's about 93 teams out in Europe and different divisions like Division One, Division Two, sure. Division Three and a couple other ones. But yeah, it was that was the main thing. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And a lot. Of, I played in Division One, the top division, the German Football League. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anybody from there you still stay in contact with? Yeah, actually I do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, a couple of my guys, uh, a couple of my buddies, I still talk to. I, I try oh. to get out to Germany at least once a year. Nice. I didn't get to uh, these last couple of years because yeah. of COVID. Yeah. yeah. But uh, awesome. I, I I try to go out there and I meet up with all of them, and wow. it's always a good time. I bet like nothing changed. Awesome. awesome. So, how many years were you there? Uh, I was there for two. Okay. Yeah. And you came back to the station, played in arena, and yep. uh, tried, did the shock for it, but you did L.A. Kiss, which was AFL, which yep. is owned by Paul Stanley and, and Gene Simmons of Kiss, the rock band. Yep. And I remember, I don't, God, did I see, because I went to an L.A. Kiss game, and I don't know if your brother was there. I, I think your brother was there. You possibly, I don't remember. I just remember I did my thing. Uh-huh. And, and I just remember, apparently, Kiss was performing up in Seattle or Portland, that the same night that I went to the game down there, because I was told if they would have been there, they would have been coming to me because the way I was dressed for the game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they were here, they would have been. And since kiss actually, uh, that's one reason I started playing rock roll back in the day. That would have been cool, but I'm okay with it. It was fun. And I know you guys had fun with LA. Oh yeah. It was, it was an experience. Honestly, <laughs> the best, the best experience. Yes. You've told me that's right now. I'm remembering some of the stuff where you went to Gene's house or Paul's house. And yeah, we went to Gene Simmons house. Yeah, that was a good time. We all ate there and we hung yeah. out. Yeah. That's and like the whole team went over there and, you know, Gene and Paul were talking and uh, we met Shannon Tweed. Yeah. <laughs> she was she was really cool. <laughs> awesome. 
Yeah. Like real people, huh? Almost. Yeah, yeah, almost, <laughs> almost, yeah. All right. Gene Simmons is a different guy. I'll tell you that. He's a way different oh, guy. Oh, he has guy. to be. Wild like, man. Yeah, I would Everyone imagine. Now, not in a bad way, though. Just different. No, and he doesn't even drink. That's yeah, I know. That we, we, we just touched upon that with a guest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we only have a – we're almost done, BJ. How quick and easy were you? Oh, I was, I was really easy. <laughs> one, one big question. When you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Did you want to be a cowboy, an astronaut? Or I wanted to be a police officer. Really? <laughs> Believe it or not, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I, oh. I tried to be a police officer when I got out of college. Right. And, you know, that didn't work out the way I wanted it to, but sure. yeah. It's, it's, it's funny. Well, Grind's uh, older brother is just retired from the Spokane Police Force. Yep. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we, we know people in life, high places, low places. In yeah, I actually wanted to be a police officer at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Brother became one, and I'm like, well, I'll go into fireman, you know, be a fireman. And then, yeah, that didn't work. Why, out why, why policemen? Uh, I TV always thought rate. it was really cool, you know? Okay. Um, nice. I always thought, you know, I get to help people save lives. You know, I always wanted to, you know, you know, structure rules. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> when I was a kid, yes. you know? You're telling me that that just correlates to do with you're changing people's lives now and you have structure. You got to have structure. You're the one instigating the strike. Wow. See how the yeah. I do. Yeah. yeah, no, it correlates together. You know, it's fun it stuff. It <laughs> so we're, we're almost done. Anything else you want to add to anybody to do with either your football career, anybody that would be watching or listening to the podcast to do with football and or what you're doing as a. Uh, super I'll tell anybody, if you're going in the construction field, just make sure to find what you want to do, you know, figure it out. No one ever <laughs> said that you have to do everything like figure it out the first time coming out there, you know, <laughs> some people want to be electricians. Some people are better at flooring. Some people are better at tiling. Yep. Some people are good at putting cabinets on and just touching up. Yep. Um, it doesn't matter. Go for it all. Try it out. See what works best for you. What's your niche? Because one of the hardest things is trying to figure out what you're good at, yep. you know, and even with football, you know, go ahead. Try when when you, if you're young, try out every position you can and see which one you're better at and talk to your coaches, learn from your football coach, as well as if you're learning in construction, learn from your bosses, like ask the, ask questions to get better. No matter. That's the one thing that I took from it, you know, football and construction, you know, always ask questions to learn. Wow. That was good. Usually, was. Our, usually our guests aren't that don't know what to, <laughs> that was good. BJ. You actually know what the hell to, did you give him the question in advance? Well, you know. You son of a... No. no. Oh, okay. <laughs> awesome. Well, I, I think go. I've done a couple of interviews in my day. <laughs> apparently. Apparently. That's awesome. Well, yeah. thank you, BJ. Pleasure uh, having you on the show. Uh, uh, anything else that you have for Mr. King? No. Wow. You had some good yeah. questions considering you're in the construction business. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, that one time. That one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I listen to this. If I move out, if I end up moving out that way, I'm coming to you guys for a job. So <laughs> All right. You guys will have to help me out. Well, I'm trying to convince the wife to move to Spokane. Because my jobs are all over the place. It's getting crazy. And no structure. No. <laughs> Don't worry. I can bring it all together. It's yeah. That's it's okay. I need you out here. There you go. I need someone. Awesome. Yeah. Some of these guys. Awesome. Yeah. No. 
Thank you, BJ. Appreciate you having me on the show. Hey, we'll, thanks for having me, guys. We'll, I really we'll appreciate you, it. We'll get you back on. We, we're starting to do update interviews with former guests to find out. So we always do. Um, thank you for watching, listening to Career Paths by Infonet. I'm your host, Victor Boudreaux, with Mr. King and our guest today, Mr. BJ Bell. Please share, please like, please leave a comment. Uh, and remember, it's your life. Make it happen. Till next time, we'll see you guys. Take care. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.